fail, fail and try again. How many times do children fall when they attempt to walk for the first time? We know he or she falls hundreds of times, sometimes getting hurt in the process, yet is driven by a curiosity and wonder about the new world it is discovering. They still persevere in spite of all the challenges and obstacles they encounter to stand upright. They demonstrate a resilience and perseverance that eventually sees them succeeding. There is no such thing as failure in their mind or in their world. Fortunately, children learn to walk before they can talk. If we adults were able to effectively communicate to them at that tender age, we probably will instill in them our fears, anxiety and limiting beliefs on the task at hand. We would express that the world is fraught with danger and they have to be careful if they wish to venture forth. As much as we mean well, we would teach them the concept of failure. Thus, instilling a fear that may very well outweigh the excitement and curiosity of discovery. A question I ask of all those who generally seek help when in the throes of depression or anxiety is, what is it that you fear? The number one answer I generally receive is failure. We set high standards of meeting up to society's expectations and thereby endeavouring to fit in with what is defined as success. We constantly aspire to some man-made criterion for fear of not fitting in into the defined paradigm of having arrived. If we have not met up to that defined standard, we feel we have failed. All have imposed such a high expectation on themselves, it seems we deliberately set ourselves up for failure. When we feel we fail, we hit rock bottom, mentally and emotionally. It can take years for us to recover. Failure strikes us down and seems to hold us there. We have not met up to societal expectations, and we see no way out, as the society we live in is the world that we live in. And this is the only world we know. We wear the label and title of failure, too fearful to try again, as this may mean possibly having to deal with the whole emotional repercussions of failure all over again. The energy and enthusiasm that once gripped us seems lost forever in our childhood and youth. We can only reminisce about the good times that once were there now that we dwell in the abyss of depression and anxiety. A further question opposed to those who have mentally and emotionally given up is how many times is it appropriate to fail before we justifiably give up. All generally know what answer to give that question. 
Answers will range from ten to numerous to infinite. All will agree, nodding in approval, that we must keep on trying. However, it raises the inevitable next question. How many times did you fail before you decided to give in to the circumstances in your life, leading you here to where you are now? Many will acknowledge that as much as they have tried and failed, they eventually gave up. Some tried numerous times before they succumbed. Some tried a few times. For others, it was just that one curved ball. For example, that one broken relationship that destroyed them. They eventually find themselves overwhelmed by the situation. What they view as failure, taking them into the negative abyss of depression, anxiety and other mood disorders. As much as we recognize nowadays that we must never stop trying, most of us try once or twice and then give up. Yes, it does feel like it's a barrage of challenges we face every moment. We endeavor to rise, yet we struggle and fall down. We define ourselves as having failed and don't try again. We take on the mindset of being a victim of the circumstances of our life. Why do one or two failures define who we are? Why then do we fall into the pits of depression and never rise again? Why do we not just dust ourselves off like the children we once were when we fell and try again? Remember a time at school, college or university when you wrote a test or exam? How many answers were there to a question? Generally, there is just one answer that is considered correct. Any other answer is wrong. If in the test or exam we gathered more crosses than ticks, we had failed. From a very young age, we learnt what failure means and how it is determined and defined. If we fail, we might be given just one more chance, but no more. We had to repeat the grade. This becomes entrenched in us, that there is only one right answer. And at most, we may get only two chances before being deemed as failures. It is not surprising then that we inculcate a fear of failure as it has either made us or break us with our peers, family and society. There were only one or two opportunities to attempt the test or exam. One had to give up after the allocated number of tries. Those tests and exams determine whether we were right or wrong, intelligent or ignorant, successful or failures. Labels and definitions we live with and that we feel others see us as. We are so obsessed with being right 
we fear ever being wrong. We then rather not try than be labelled by society to be wrong and a failure. Yet, many a time what society labels as wrong is actually what society fears. Understandably, those tests and exams made us anxious and fearful. If we could, we would avoid them altogether. It was a judgment call on us. It would determine if we had passed or failed. If we repeated a similar score often enough, we are conditioned to believe this is who we are and is how others see us. Determined how others saw us and how we saw ourselves. It labeled whether we are good enough or not. We would then take on this title and label for a long time, sometimes for the rest of our lives. Even if we did pass, the standard of our past determined whether we were mediocre, average, above average, and other such grades in the eyes of others and ourselves. These and other labels, we define ourselves as being us. We then started to behave in the manner expected of the label and definition. Our confidence and self-esteem took a knock. Our entire demeanor was dictated by what we felt we were and how others saw us. We also choose to possibly react against all those defined qualities of failure that had been bestowed upon us. We rebel as we don't fit in. We are not the mainstream as we are not good enough. We look for groups where we fit in as we feel we are not in the in crowd. We feel we are different from the expected mainstream of society. We fall out and either remain subservient or, if we choose to react, to be defined as deviant. This entrenches in our mind our approach to life and failing. We are hardwired into approaching life's challenges and obstacles in this manner. Since the tests and exams after school are life's obstacles and challenges, we become ingrained that this is how we must deal with family, work and all else. We try once, twice, or maybe at most three times, then give in and accept the result. Deep down, we may feel we've cheated if we try again and again. Exams always have time limitations, and there was never overstepping them. We follow the crowd, assuming then they, that they have the right answer. There is no fun and play at all. It's all meant to be hard work. We struggle and acknowledge, even to ourselves, there's more than one approach and one answer. We live our lives mundane and within the status quo, a shadow of who we truly are never being authentic to ourselves. We then become entangled in a web of limiting beliefs that hold us back from meeting challenges and obstacles we face daily. Before we even have begun to tackle the task at hand, our beliefs and preconceived limitations have determined whether we can or cannot accomplish what we have set out to do. We have put ourselves in a corner, allowing 
for just a couple of attempts, a limit to the answers, a time limit. And dare we fail, it cannot be more than twice or three times. In our endeavor to completely fit in, anything beyond our limiting beliefs is a risk to us and our reputation and is fraught with failure. Fortunately, though, a true, authentic life is not a university or school exam. Life offers infinite opportunities to try and try and try again. The other way life differs from society's definition of failure is that there's no such thing as failure in life. Failure is generally a societal construct. Society draws up a bunch of rules defining failure that as much as it's intended to bring about peace, calm and harmony may have no bearing on absolute actual reality. It's not to say that society intends to do wrong and what rules and regulations it draws up has no bearing on the truth. But rather, those rules in endeavoring to create, structure and regulate society may also serve to confine and limit human growth and potential. In order to live authentically, authentically, we must be aligned with our greater purpose. True success means letting go of societal definitions of success and aligning ourselves with a greater cause. It means letting go of the logic and rationality that bounds and limits us. We then need to live by a faith and conviction of a greater purpose, meaning, and authenticity. We need to become comfortable with the unknown, the unsafe, and the uncertain. All factors that society generally endeavors to avoid. All factors that generally may even suggest failure. Life teaches us that there is no one answer, or for that matter, one approach to life. Paradoxically, the qualities of perseverance and resilience are not about adhering to time limitations. So, play as a child does. Go out and venture. Go explore and discover. Be resilient and persevere. Have fun. Be curious about your world. Let go of your fear of failure. Let not the societal definition of failure hold you back. Be authentic to the full extent of who you are. Be absolute to the full extent of who you are. So feel comfortable to fail, fail, and try again. Fail a thousand times and still try again. Therein is true success. <laughs>